Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Zebulon Gant. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. I came over with the British trade mission uh, years ago. I was soon relieved of my position. I had a rather unfortunate tendency to tell the truth in a country where no one ever says what they mean. So now, I very accurately translate other people's lies. What else has she told you? That you have nightmares? Every soldier has nightmares. Only one who is ashamed of what he has done. You have no idea what I have done. I've been hired to suppress the rebellion of yet another tribal leader. Apparently, this is the only job for which I am suited. I am beset by the ironies of my life. They say Japan was made by a sword. I am surprised to learn that the word samurai means to serve and that Katsumoto believes his rebellion to be in the service of the Emperor. My name is Katsumoto. What is your name? They are an intriguing people. From the moment they wake, they devote themselves to the perfection of whatever they pursue. I have never seen such discipline. What does it mean to be samurai? To devote yourself utterly to a set of moral principles. To seek a stillness of your mind. And to master the way of the sword. I've never been a church-going man, but there is indeed something spiritual in this place. And though it may forever be obscure to me, I cannot but be aware of its power. All right. We are going across the ocean blue to Japan. The Last Samurai. 2003. We were watching this. We knew this had to be early 2000 movie. Uh, It is a, um, what do you call it? Uh, Epic. Epic, I think you could maybe slap on this. I don't know. What does the term epic really mean? Edswick directing. He also did Glory. So obviously he has some chops at the sort of longer movies focused around the arts of war. And Uh, he also does Glory Hole. Hey, ah. hey, we have Tom Cruise, Timothy Spall, Ken Watanabe, Billy Connolly, Tony Goldwyn, Hiroyuki Sanada. Uh, Hans Zimmer did the music for this. Uh, maybe that's a neat place to start. Uh, well, I'll do the plot and all that anyway. But music in this movie, fucking great, Hans Zimmer. I've like downloaded and listened to the soundtrack start to finish. This has really got some inspiring music in it. It's as epic as the as the landscape yeah that's a that's a good way to put it um very very beautifully done from the music perspective um how would you like to know that there's a man out there nathan algren uh super alcoholic suffering from what we now know as ptsd but back then it was just the uh the price that warriors had to pay was um reflecting back on some atrocities and not feeling very good about that. So drinking yourself into a stupor on a daily basis. He hooks up with an old friend of his um, who has a job, basically, a, a connection for a job. And so he meets at a restaurant this man named Omura, who's... Uh, now, Omura, is he like a businessman or is he a politician he kind of seemed like both. Anyway, Omura has some plans for Japan, and it doesn't include tradition. And samurai warriors are in the uh, planes and 
away from the big cities and they kind of want to maintain that way of life or maybe just not be bothered. I'm not sure. Maybe someone's stepping into someone's territory a little bit. We're going to have some wars. The way of the samurai is going to be jeopardized and uh, they want to bring Nathan Algren in to train up uh, some Japanese soldiers to go in and crush those people with modern weaponry, howitzers, Gatling guns, bolt action rifles and muskets. Let's fuck them up. That's what Omura said. Um, and the emperor of Japan is a, uh, a very sensitive young man who hasn't found his a ball sack yet. So he can't make the big decisions for the country. Um, and so... Yeah, Algren tries to train these guys up. They get put into battle too quickly. He is captured by the samurai and starts to starts to find God, maybe, would be a good way to say it. So who's he going to end up siding with? Will he like this new way of life? Will he not? Will he meet some lady? Maybe, maybe. I don't know. We'll find out. The last samurai. That's what we got. Um, this movie, okay, so like beautiful, beautiful music and beautifully shot. Um, and uh, was not at all surprised to learn that they shot most of this movie in New Zealand. Oh, uh, is, shout is out to New Zealand. Shot? Yeah, because it's just gorgeous. It has many, much, a lot of the similar um, landscape kind of, you know, could, could easily pass as Pacific Island um, for sure. Oh, I had no idea it so was shot there. Beautiful. I thought based, like based on how it looked and stuff, I was certain that they went to Japan, but... Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I mean, I've never been to New Zealand, but I've heard it's beautiful. So that would. I have been, and it is. Oh, that's it's right. Yeah. Filled with hobbits. Yeah, everywhere. Even though it's everywhere, every scene. Yeah, they had some hobbits as extras. I hear. Yeah. They yeah. played children. Um, oh, is that what's that guy's name again? Who hires them to to stop the rebellion? Omar. Omura. Omura. Yeah. So he's definitely a politician. He's in council. Yeah, uh, he's right. also sitting. He's with the emperor whenever the emperor is being uh, hosting people. He's definitely I a politician of some kind. He's like a chief of staff, maybe, or he feels like a second yeah. in command uh, of our uh, like assistant of some kind. Yeah, so he's an industrialist and pro-reform politician. Yeah, that makes there a lot of go. sense. Um, yeah, pro-reform for sure, since he's throwing away <laughs> everything yeah. they hold dear. I yeah, mean, he's even grown a little old-timey mustache on it. That guy is like full going Western. Yeah, that so is Ed, true. That is true. Edward Zwick did a great job of directing for sure in this movie. He, uh, the same director as Glory, uh, which I also, I really like that movie. This is, uh, yeah, I mean, this is where, I think this is where he likes to be. This is the type of movies he likes to direct. He co-wrote this as well. Uh, with I can't remember who else I I didn't look at the uh, credits that closely. John Logan and Marshall Herskovitz. Okay, so Logan, John Logan's a guy who uh, has yeah has written a lot of good, really really good movies, so that makes sense. Yeah, um, Gladiator, The Aviator. Yeah, um, he won. Those are the ones he's won Oscars for. This movie was nominated for four Oscars, but didn't win any of them. All what of them were critical except for Watanabe too. Watanabe yeah. for supporting, and then it was like costume, music, and... Uh, Art direction, costume, and sound, yeah. Sound yeah, mixing, so not even the music. What, what I was worried about going into this movie is that uh, that The Last Samurai was uh, was Tom Cruise, who's a white American actor, and that's not cool. But, but uh, watching the movie and even thinking about it before, you could easily say that it's Ken Watanabe who's The Last Samurai, and, and See, Tom and I Cruise. believe it's meant to be plural. 
I think it's mentioning the last samurai, like all of the samurai, not Tom Cruise. Definitely agree with you. I just viewed it as like the death of the oh, old. of the it's village a big, of the well, not the village, yeah, because the, the whole the movie rebellion. centers around like the the new versus the tradition, yeah. right? And so, yeah, and so I think samurai that's true. Is, is much like the English word moose, right? Where it's one moose or seven moose. You don't have yeah. mooses and you don't have samurai. No, you could to- and that could also be an interpretation one hundred percent as well. It's the last of yeah, because that is you're right. That is what the movie is um, is implying is that this is. Uh, this will be the end of them if they lose. The, the, their whole culture and way of life of the samurai will be gone. So, yeah. yeah. So, actually, that, that didn't... I don't think that is... That doesn't play into the movie. So, I think that, that works fine. Oh, yeah. There no, was it's a lot... A, there has been some, like, criticism of this movie for, um, you know, how, how Jap- Japan was portrayed and you know, um, being like oh, helpless and, and then the Americans come along to save the day kind of thing. But I don't know. I really felt like strongly that um, the main the main stuff that's happening in this movie, while we get to witness a lot going on with Tom Cruise's character and, and his kind of redemption, it's it's not um, like the, the Japanese people are having their own fight and he's caught in the middle of it. He's not the savior of it. I mean, he, he inspires... Um, uh, Ken Watanabe's character a couple of times to to keep going and push forward, but you know, and he's a good fighter. But I, I just I I don't know I, I I didn't feel like this movie overstepped any bounds, um, in terms of like misrepresenting nations or people. Like, there's nothing inherently racist or off about this in its views. Like, I'm sh- also sure no. a ton. I'm sure a ton of this is is based on history, like obviously skewed history. But like how the Japanese were moving towards the Western ways and were inviting other nations like Britain and France and America to come in and, and learn, you know, their, their tactics or t- buy their technology and stuff like that. There's probably a lot of that is true. And there's no yeah. way that they make the samurai look like they need help. The samurai are badass. Like, they, if anything, Tom yeah. Cruise sucks and then yeah they teach him because he sucks and he is not the warrior half the yeah, warrior he's only that good most after their are. teaching but right. he teaches them too right it's yes, like and again 100%. It's, it's it's cruises like it's him being the modern it's him being the the alien to the situation that provides that what wants to die a couple times like yeah and and Cruz is like no 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 like your death doesn't serve its its best purpose here like i understand your honor and everything but your honor is actually better served the other way so like that perspective that western perspective which watanabe talks about in the beginning when uh, uh i can't remember his name that fucking badass he says it you know it's he should take his life he's lost and he's like yep. it's not our that's not their culture right yeah um, and then later it's actually that difference that ends up providing a little bit of inspiration. But I don't think it's, again, I don't think it's about like the, the whiteness or anything else. I believe that that is still, again, like this movie constantly does just like referencing the new, right? Referencing yeah. the counter to that whole samurai, that traditional way of being. It's that's funny because that's totally uh, true. Yeah. I, it, that's, in dances, true. in dances, in dances with wolves, uh, which, we all said hold up i believe um and the middle part of that movie is just so fucking good um yeah. but he um kevin costner saves the day by giving the indigenous people his his weapons and that's we're going to give him the thing like that's how they get the upper hand but it's actually the, like the other way around in this movie where they're laughing at the fact that they're fighting with bows and arrows and armor and by the end of it that's exactly how tommy boy is rolling he's he's like leaning back that way so i 
it, it's not even a direct comparison other than just a mild distinction and uh, I, I like it I like yeah it. yeah it's that purity of- that he falls for right it's it's that I think that's simplicity and I think the noise in his in his head as a battle-hardened soldier and especially like we see through these flashbacks um, the terrible things that he's been in we never see him physically kill anybody there we see him fire a rifle um, I think we're led to believe that he did do something horrific at those villages but um, just massacring yeah. women and children um, and so I think that the quietness of that village of that life I think is what sells him yeah. There's a, there's also, I mean, there's a lot of movies that have, have used a similar story and uh, some of them really terribly like Avatar and then others really well like Dances with Wolves. And this one falls definitely more in the category, at least in the writing of Dancing with Wolves, where when you first meet the samurai, you're you're unsure of them and you're a bit like they're, they do seem very savage on the battlefield and then the cutting off of that guy's head and stuff. So we're seeing it through Tom Cruise's eyes, much like in Dances with Wolves. You uh, you're getting a perspective that's you know you're not 100 percent sure about what's going on or how, what these people are like, but then through the course of his experiences, you you learn to love them more than the other side, which is what makes you know that's what makes a movie good is that you change along with the the main character, which sadly never uh, uh, <laughs> James Cameron never figured that out apparently when he was writing his first Avatar movie. Hopefully I'll get it right in the second or the third one because, I mean, they start out that movie with the Americans being dicks and uh, <laughs> you like the Navi like right away. So, like, really nothing changes for three hours of that fucking movie. Yeah, that's true. That's so true. That's this, movie, you, this movie, you like both sides, right? You see both sides. Like, you hate, like, Omura, he's the bad guy, but you don't hate the Japanese soldiers. They're no, just doing not at all. Their job, yeah. And they think they're doing something correct, as are, like, the police in the city, you know... It's hard to be mad at any individual groups of people here. Um, the, the two main bad guys are Omara and then whoever his his commanding officer is. I can't remember his name. Algwin's commanding officer. Yeah, the one who hires like, him, who he says he'd kill for free. Well, he's yeah. the guy that uh, that orders the, the attack on that village. Colonel Bagley. Is, there you yeah, go. Bagley. So like him and Omara are really the, the antagonists of the movie. Um, the well, Japanese are not the antagonists, there, and the emperor is definitely not. He's too weak and uh, too scared no, to be, of Omara to be. Yeah, he's just too afraid. I almost feel like and I, you guys could tell me if, if you felt the same way. I'm actually only feeling it right now. Is that as good as the actor was to play the emperor? And I thought he did a really good job, and I I liked him. Uh, it almost would be better if he was a little younger. He seems like he's maybe 25 or 24. It would almost be better if he was younger. I think he needs that age. I see where you're going with that. I think that he needs that age because later in the movie when he, when he stands up, firms up and he stands up for it. If he was a kid, that would be disregarded likely. But as a man, when he says that and as the emperor, then there's like definite that he has to listen. If he was a kid, they could say, you know, please excuse the emperor. He's still list- learning, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> He's having a temper tantrum. Yeah, yeah. no, and that's true. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that might be might be correct. I mean, the performance and the writing is good. Uh, it was never a problem. I just I was yeah. just kind of getting a sense that if he was maybe a little younger, it would be almost even uh, make even more sense. But because he plays yeah. it like that, he plays it like a kid. He does. In he an adult he plays it like a child. But he does it once again. He does such a good job of it. 
And, yeah. and it, you, it makes sense because he he's secluded and he's lives in a bubble, and you know he and these other people, politicians, are controlling him and manipulating him, and they're smarter and wiser and they're better at it. You know, they're really good at what they're doing. And the great thing is that um, even when given the opportunity to manipulate him, are are to to give his opinion, Ken when Ken Wanabe or whatever never does that. He never, he never, he never he, tries to influence him in any way. Even when asked to do yeah. that. He says, I can't. He's like, you have to, he's, the emperor's like, tell me what to do. And he's like, you must decide for all of us. Because like, that would be he, as bad. He would make him as bad as Omara if 100%. he did. He just wants to be his teacher, his guide, to let him know what is right. And he lays it out, he lays it out for him. He's like, your people, like, they want you, like, they want you to, like, take a hold of things and and the way you're going with Omura is not the right way. It's so sad that the way that all goes down in the council when, um, when, um, uh, Katsumoto won't give up his sword and, uh, they look back to the emperor and the emperor just has that one chance to be like, it's fine. And, and, but instead he turns his head and says nothing and fucking Omura, that smug twat smiles over his shoulder and then has him or well he doesn't have yeah i guess he has him taken away back to his home and it's heavily um uh uh suggested that he stick a dagger in his own belly which he was probably going to do given a couple more hours of that kind of meditation because that would have felt like a total failure right there like you Mm -hmm. came back to the city put all your people in danger all it all you needed was the emperor to be like it's all done man I've, i've made it right and fucking didn't that's that's good because a lot of times you feel like you know what's going to happen but in those scenes when the emperor is just looking down like the emperor obviously has no confidence and in those scenes when he's just looking down he can't even look up and he's so just he's so embarrassed by his weakness that he won't even meet uh, katsumoto's eyes yeah um that stuff is fucking juicy right yeah so the thing that i like about that is that it's uncertain a lot of movies if you're in that scene you're going to have a good indication or a good nod by what's preceded it as to what's going to happen with the emperor and whatever else. But I really felt the tension in that scene, which I think is hard to do, especially like this far into the movie that we're into at that point. Um, Because by that point, you usually have a good feeling about what the characters are and what they're doing, but you still have hope there. I, I like, I really fucking had that hope. And so I was really let down when the emperor doesn't look up. Yeah. It's fucking. It's good. It's amazing to me too because, um, as good as this, I mean, this movie is filled uh, with cliche. Like it is filled with cliche, like to the ass. But somehow, the writing, the acting, and the directing uh, makes the cliche okay. I don't fucking know how. Like it just does. It like overcomes all of those flaws that I think a lot of people probably complained about uh, this movie being and it's the music and it's beautiful like beautifully shot and there's a lot of emotion like in that cliche like that you that the feeling is there the all of the voiceover that Tom Cruise talks about the village and uh, his time spent there and his transformation um, is so good it's yeah, powerful. Well, it's powerful on such a great level. It's basically what he's... It's kind of why I was saying back um, in the introduction that, that he kind of finds God when he's there. He he, he he knows he's having like a spiritual experience, experience there. Experience, yeah. 
Yeah. He even, yeah, he, he, even he doesn't call it that. Yeah. He calls um, it, he says, yeah, he's never believed in God, but he, he knows now spending time in this place that there's something beneath everything or there's, there is a spirituality to where he is living and that he respects it and he's never seen it before. Yeah, it's really interesting. So the structure of this movie, I think, is fairly good. Uh, it starts out right away. Um, the inciting incident happens really quickly. We get to meet Tom. He's a, he's a drunk, um, depressed lost soul like immediately dangerous (laughs) like once again that shit he does with that gun i guess you could get away with that in that time but he put a lot of people in danger with his antics with that oh my god that winch is it a winchester yeah yeah so yeah he like points it point blank at people and then pulls it away and shoots other things yeah and uh puts on a big show engine yeah he does (laughs) and it's What's really funny is that um, uh, Zebulon Gant, the sergeant, his sergeant buddy, Billy, Billy Connolly's character, Zebulon, I can't believe Zebulon his name Gant. is. That doesn't it's make any sense. Anyway, thing. he's there in the crowd, and um, as Tommy Boy is, is, um, is, is Algren starting to open up fire over, over the crowd's head, there's one scene it looks like Gant is ducking. But we we played it back because I was laughing my ass off because the scene ends up coming off quite comically, which is good. Um, and he's actually like leaning down to tell someone in the crowd it's going to be okay. So he's not even like phased by anything that's happening because he knows uh, he knows the captain so well. He's but the writing is, off. yeah, he's yeah. laughing at it. And the writing is so good that you instantly know like where Tom Cruise's character is in his life. And he, yeah, he's in a part of his life where he's doing something for money. He doesn't really want to be doing. He's drunk. He's a drunk. And he he's clearly, he's clearly like depressed and like suicidal. Like, you know, that within the first two minutes of the movie that where, where he is, how low he is. And then him meeting Billy and then Billy taking him to that meeting with the Japanese uh, you find out even more. I love his sense of humor when he's at the table. He's drunk, clearly. <laughs> when oh, he's bad. laughing, when he's laughing uncontrollably at uh, his commanding officer. <laughs> I love all of that stuff. And, Getting uh, the old crew back together so inspiring. Inspiring. <laughs> and he, like, he can't even get through that speech without laughing. And also his laugh there is like so contagious that you can't help but smile and laugh a little as well. And even that line he says about, um, and I won't use what he says, but he says, if you want me to kill Japanese, I'll kill Japanese people. If you want me to kill the enemies of Japanese, I'll kill those guys too. He's like, if you're going to pay me $500, I'll kill whoever you want, but just know I'll kill you for free. It's like, yeah. what great, that's just, just a great, great piece of dialogue and performance by Cruz again. And not a lot of people could pull that off and make yeah. it feel real and without it being cliche. That's what I mean is, Cruz takes the cliches and just twists them into, spins them into gold. Fuck. It's obviously great. The, the thing about Cruz that I really like is like, imagine that you did something that you found, like that scarred you to your soul as far as being like morally detestable. And so you hate yourself for this thing that you did, but everyone else loves you for it. Like yeah. that's Cruz. And I that's fucking, true. and I love seeing that he can do that so well while still being charismatic and likable and comedic. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Cruz, for all the fucking uh, crazy Oprah shit that went on, that guy is the tits. 
He's and an awesome actor. Yeah, like yeah. his personal life is a fucking wreck, shipwreck, and uh, and like a lot of people I I I know tell me that they don't like him because of his personal life and his affiliation with Scientology. But like, you cannot deny his acting. It's just like he's a force in this, and like yeah, I mean, the, across from Ken Watanabe, their scenes together are. All of them are good. Like by the end, so good, as dude. they're holding each other, it's like you just can't help but be emotional about that, about their friendship that has blossomed over this movie. His friendship with everybody in the village, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, like getting the respect of Ujio and um, uh, Nobutada when he, they're spending time there in the house with them and and with uh, Taka and the kids and stuff like that. It, it's he's he crushes it. He crushes it. He plays such a good drunk. Such a fierce warrior, um, and then a recovered like loving father and, and caregiver, I guess. Like, and then politician, comedian. He just he he does it all in this movie, and he does it well. And fucking some of his wardrobe in this is like badass. That suede coat or whatever the fuck he's wearing with the big stitching in the in the arms. Yeah, I yeah. want that coat. I absolutely want it. And I also decided after watching this movie, uh, I've been like growing my hair out since the pandemic started. I'm gonna like go for. Tommy Boy and Last Samurai length. You kind of see have what it. that looks like. You're like just about there. You're a junior student of the Tom hair. Yeah, it's got to be styled different, but I'm like growing the fuck out of it. So yeah, I'm gonna try that because that's just that. That's that's how I feel. Um, but something Colm saying we can get back to the structure discussion in a little bit because yeah, the opening is is completely solid. You learn everything you need to know in a fucking hurry. It's um, just fast pace. It. It it makes um it makes use this movie opens with voiceover and any of our regular listeners know how we typical feel about voiceover we don't like it because it's useless exposition most of the time or ruins fucking things or repeats things A lot that you don't of the need time, repeating. Yeah. But thankfully, we get um, Timothy Spall's voiceover um, and bookending voiceover to the movie um, because he is. This whole tale that is unleashed is is kind of being told by him. It doesn't get into him other than at the start and at the end, and he is in this as a character because he was a part of everything that happened. But in reflecting back after the movie, I would like to think that what when it started, he's reading the opening line of a book, which is really cool about um, that Japan was made by a sword, and and you know when it was made, the three drops f- fell and formed the islands of Japan. It's kind of just mm-hmm. a beautiful little thing, and then we get a beautiful shot of Japan or New Zealand, whatever it is, uh, and it's gorgeous. And so you buy you buy into that, and then the end of the movie, um, we can talk about that in a little bit. But but that's also his voiceover. Um, so I personally didn't mind either of those, um, and also didn't mind um, Tom's um, journaling, um, Algren's journaling, which he reads over because it's a big deal. It's made a big deal of in the movie that he keeps and writes a lot, and it's actually, well, thankfully, Katsumoto um, can read uh, English. Man, that guy's like super educated, mm-hmm. or maybe just look at the pictures. I don't know, but that was really helpful for him to have those journals of of his so they make a big deal of it so i buy it that he is journaling and when it's his voiceover it's just not showing him sitting at a table by candlelight you know dipping dipping the pen in ink and writing the words with voiceover fuck do i hate those kinds of montage scenes i was writing at a desk one day yeah i see you writing at your fucking desk yeah, uh, anyway that. tom stuff is good because he he doesn't just say the obvious he he gets into some observational stuff and and how it's like feeling and changing um so, so I don't mind any of it. What, what did you guys think of the voiceover in general? 
so I thought the voiceover is actually fine in this movie because it gave you it was more about his emotional state and, and where he was emotionally and how he felt about himself or what he was doing which you're not seeing right um, he, he never talks about those types of things I mean other than in the village but but the imagery they're using when he's talking about walking around the village it's 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 very general the voiceover so you're just seeing these be- these people and the, the way they're living in the life and he's he's not talking about anything specific the thing that bothered me my one big big complaint with this was too much flashbacks we didn't need to know as much information about the flashbacks as we do they go into their way to way too much detail on that and then they the just fact go that, too early on it yeah and i also feel like the fact that the guy I don't know if uh, I don't know if I would have had that guy be they show him ordering them to attack the village and then Tom Cruise arguing with him. He's like, you do it or whatever. I, you didn't need that. There's these so many beautiful, disturbing images when he's going through his withdrawals just of a dead woman with with a, a tent on fire or, you know, a teepee on fire behind her. And it's a quick flash and it's like or him shooting a gun. And like seeing kids get shot and then him shooting a gun. That's all you would have needed. You don't need any um, dialogue in his flashbacks. It would have been far better. I mean, if you wanted to save time in this movie, just pull back on those flashbacks and, and do those little flashes. It instantly pulls into focus why he doesn't like his captain. Or yeah. his general, or whatever that guy is. What's it? Was he colonel? Yeah, there's Why no. He doesn't we don't like need colonel. nothing on that. We don't because need any more information. Because he just says that. Well, then why have him like hate him in the beat when he's like, "I'd gladly kill you for free." You're just like, you'd you'd be like, "Why the fuck?" Do you know what I mean? Like that kind of is out of place. So I like seeing that Bagley. Like why he has that conflict with him. The but are you thing, confused though? Before you see that, I'm not confused in the beginning. Before I see that flashback on why he doesn't, I like know that he hates him. But why? Why can't I? This is a movie. I'm supposed to be provided with the picture. I want to know. I, I want to know what the conflict I is. Just there. It makes you curious that, though, in the I, beginning, and then it. Well, I wouldn't just assume that he ordered him to kill innocent women and children. I might assume yeah. that they had a problem. He fucked his girlfriend. Maybe he fucked. Bagley's girlfriend. You could have showed. Like, then you could have showed. You don't less. know anything. You could have him. You could have him ordering, but but there's too much there. It, it needs to be. You don't need back. the voice. You don't need the. You don't need the dialogue in the flashback to show the same things that we're seeing. You can still see that Tom disagrees with it. You can still see that Bagley doesn't. I don't even know if you have to show Tom disagreeing with it. You could show with his face that he doesn't want to do this, and he goes along because he. Yeah, because That's exactly because what I'm him. Saying, yeah. Yeah. Ex- yeah. I think I think you're right. If you just yeah. have him say attack the village and you see the c- conflict on Tom Cruise's face, you don't need a whole conversation going back and forth about no. it. Like Tom I mean, I just and also right off. Like that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, and also just less of the flashbacks. I mean, I would just have pulled back on them and had a lot less well, of them because that's once the thing. again, if you yeah, take them out at the beginning, then you just have those later ones. Um and I can't remember the exact moments. You guys probably do, but there's a couple moments later after the like just into the second act maybe where yeah. he has a couple of those flashbacks and they're short but they're they're further enough in that they provide that color early on when he's having them it's really out of place yeah um, it's like they're trying to build the character there on that side of it but you don't need that then you no. don't need any of that then actually the, the mystery of it actually is much better being built silently 
Yes. And then when you enter those two short, I think it was just two of them, and, two short scenes where he gets those quick he, flashbacks. One of them is the Bagley scene. Then yeah. that gives you everything you need, and it doesn't hit you over the head with it. Yep. And you don't, and you don't even, and the reason why you don't even need that much is because when he's talking to the crowd at the beginning of the movie at the Winchester thing where he shoots the gun, you hear the ambivalence in his voice about what was done. He talks about like them being scalped or them being their dead bodies rotting. Like you, you, you already know within the first two minutes of the movie that he, he, he doesn't like what he's done. Like so, like once again, the the, the the they need just needed the confidence. The the director and the editor just needed the confidence that all of it was there, and and they didn't need so much. I honestly well, though, uh, this movie's two hours and thirty four minutes long, and I honestly can't think of another thing that I would cut. <laughs> I can't think no. of one, not like nothing. I, I, I'm, I, I'm and yeah, that's I'm, rare I'm for me that. for a movie that's two hours and thirty four minutes fucking long. Everything but, once he goes once he's taken prisoner and goes to the Japanese village, I just love. I absolutely love. And that comes at the perfect too. time. That's that's the yeah. beginning of the second act. The battle ends and the first act ends, and then the majority of the second act is him at the village and i love his conversations with ken with toby they also that's less is more you don't see a yep. ton of them talking they they do that very sparingly very spar very sparingly. good conversation they just um, lay that out a little bit over time he learns from other people he does you don't need to have a bunch of conversations it like almost makes it juicier when they do talk yeah yeah um, I, I don't, not to go back on something, but maybe just before we, I lose the thread, um, is Colonel Bagley now, we said before he was set up to be one of the bad bad guys. But one thing I found like extremely tough to take, I guess, this time around was that Algren hates him and says to his face he wants him dead, but Bagley doesn't like have any ill will back towards him. He's just like, oh man, you're not a very good soldier today. He's like, I'll kill you. He's like, huh? Jesus, man, calm down. And even by the end, he's like riding out in the battlefield. He's like, you're here. You, you know, we're going to have to fight. He's like, I'll see you out there. And the guy's like, what's he doing here? Right. There's no like it. it, it there's no the conflict between them is not equal. So I don't even really consider him a bad guy, except that he's training the army he's more like he went into that village of indigenous folks and wiped them out and he's like what did i do what what, what is everybody so mad about i don't get it that was my job i did my job that, that's that guy's that's character i actually i think that's i think you hit the nail on the head actually is that he doesn't realize he did anything wrong there i guess because i think during the time that was okay it was yeah. it was like wiping I guess, out yeah, a, a the, village yeah, the, of women and children as long as they were indigenous no problem. He was also also following just, probably. They were viewed yeah. as less than, right? Yeah, he was I guess, probably following regulations. He didn't even have a conscience about it. He's just like doing his job, just doing his job. He, there's no morality for him in it. Yeah. I, I guess like they even make a big deal of talking about the little big horn and how all the, you know, the white soldiers were slaughtered and the crowd is so like, oh, and they think the savages are whatever you know either, either way uh, of the uh, you know what supports his attitude um colonel bagley i still am slightly bothered by the fact that there's no tension there's only one way tension between that group so tommy yeah. boy basically wants to kill someone who doesn't have beef back with him and 
then couple that with the fact that Tom throws his brand new fucking samurai sword through that guy's chest from a good distance, which is bullshit. Uh, and doesn't retrieve the goddamn sword, as far as I can tell. It's still sticking in that guy's chest. Yeah, you know, I, I, I think would've... that's what he gives to the to the to the emperor at the end, isn't it? I thought that was no, Katsumoto's that's, sword. That's Katsumoto's sword for sure. Because it was yeah, in the same. Him, it was in the same thing. Yeah, he's giving him mm. his his students' sword or his teacher's sword. I yeah, always I thought, thought was, that anyway. Yeah. No, I I think he says that. I think there was part of me that thought it might be the other one because it it was. You know how they had it written on there, like the warrior who holds yep. this is, is yep. the marriage between the old this and the new. Large peni man. Yep. So I thought maybe that was like his final lesson. Do you know what I mean? I, I would That'd have liked cool, that. Though. I would have liked that if that's the case. I hope you're right. But, maybe maybe we're wrong. And but, but you're right I, about I think that I, other I thing, think John. Where Bagley at the end when Cruz is coming at them in the battle, it's the only time he's surprised that Cruz is after him, despite yeah. Cruz immediately at the beginning yes. of the movie telling him yes. he wants to kill him so yeah. you're right the, that relationship There's i mean bagley wrong. is played weird there it's indif- he he has an indifference to someone who hates him at so so much he's like is he's it, like, i'd happily kill you for free he's like see you in tokyo <laughs> yeah he's right? just like, like okay <laughs> Let's do this, guess, hey, buddy. Yeah, sure, Let's come on, this, 500 pal. a month, man. Just <laughs> Bye. keep your shit together. Yeah, well, yeah. plus Tom got him a raise. Uh, I don't know, maybe that guy wasn't, uh, maybe he just got uh, Billy a raise. Yeah, that There's guy wasn't Billy. part of Tom's negotiation. He, he, sure. he, like, he comes in Tommy's room after Tom comes back and is like, here's your pay, your back pay. You know, wow, it must have been really tough over there. Well... You could have taken my job, but you didn't. All right, man. See ya. He wasn't even like pissed that Tommy no, stole his fucking he job. Does, like, he does say a line though that that kind of explains his behavior to Tom. And the line is, is that he says, "Why do you hate your own people so much?" So, so his whole thing is that Tom doesn't make any sense. Like, why does he hate white people? Why does he hate the core, the army? Like, why does he hate them so much? This guy fucking loves it. This guy like lives and breathes it. Like, why does he hate it? So he kind of does say it in dialogue to him, which is kind of <laughs> interesting. I feel like that could explain some of his behavior. Yeah. He just doesn't get Tom. I guess. He like completely is confused by his attitude towards yeah. what they what they did, what they're doing, like why he's not grateful for him gave, giving him that job. Uh, I, I don't mind. Like these explanations are all good. Uh, and some of them are actually kind of what I just end up assuming. Uh, I just... Yeah, for the movie, yeah. For the movie, I wish there was a bit more between those guys where at least like Bagley was like, yeah, what the fuck are you going to do about it? I'd gladly kill you too, buddy, but we got a job to do, right? I don't know. Would that have made it any better? He kind eh. like the only dick movies when he marches the soldiers out early, um, like after they train for like a day. He's like, we're leaving tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, you dickhead. What do you guys think of him stealing scenes from his own movies and also from other people's movies, like basically directly stealing them? Because if you've ever seen Cool Hand Luke, the scene where he gets beaten down in the village in the rain by that other guy when he picks up the kid's stick is like directly uh, rip off from Cool Hand Luke. And the scene with the training where he tells the soldier to shoot at him and load his gun and shoot at him is directly from his own movie. Uh, Glory. It's a take. Glory. Glory. Yeah. It's, yeah. Not, it's like not even a take. It's almost well, like in the other scene movie by he was scene. Shooting, in the other movie, he was shooting up in the air behind the soldier, urging mm-hmm. him, urging Jupiter Shats 
to be shooting and well, he uh, just goes farther freaks out yeah well he goes yeah exactly it is it is you're, you're i'm not disagreeing i'm just saying it's it's a slight I'm difference just, but i'm just it, asking it, if that's weird i how bothers I you are i guess it doesn't bother tell you me what, because the movie go fits in the movie both scenes are awesome yeah both scenes I know, are that's awesome how i was feeling too i, I just like why not we use that it gives you so much information, like that Tom Cruise's character doesn't doesn't fear death, and I think um, uh, Katsumoto says it to him later. He's like, "And sometimes you 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 like welcome it. You want to see it." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah you're not afraid of death, and sometimes you you you." He wish straight up it says it in that scene. He says, "Yeah, yeah." He says, "Shoot me, goddamn it!" Yeah, he says, "Shoot yeah, me." It'll be serious, over. right? Yeah, he's serious because it would be yes, all his suffering would be over. So I mean, it gets so many things across, including that they're not ready. Um, that there's a lot of pressure. Shooting a gun can be very difficult, and Tommy Boy wants to die. So you do get a lot of info in that in that particular. Oh yeah, scene. tons. And the beatdown scene. Great scene. The beatdown scene too, um, where he's showing off with Ujio. Like that, the way that whole scene does with the kids fighting, and then Tommy fights the little kid, and you know has a few moves, kind of um, uh, placates the kid a little bit in the game. But the kid is like vicious, so you get to see a bit of him going. The music it's, and it's the great. rain. The, the yeah, it's because the, the the kid he ends up fighting is um uh, uh what the, what's his name he, Hegan I think from anyway it's yeah, it's, it's the guy's it's Hegan yeah it's Higgins so Higgins er, get over here Higgins, Higgins. anyway they show Higgins. that like Higgins is good right potentially like one of the better young fighters in the village and then Tom like easily deals with him and then Ujio comes in and uh, yeah we said about him um, he ends up being like this he, he never unless provoked he never goes over the top as a teacher Ujo he's like the best swordsman in the village it seems because even when he's teaching Tom later by choice he like he'll move around Tom's defense and then whack him hard once and be like and then they start again and in this scene yeah. he does the same thing too like he tells him to drop the sword and when he doesn't he does like th- a couple of simple moves to get the sword out of his hand and then it's only after Tom like starts turning it around that Ujio's like, oh, "I'm gonna step it up too," and absolutely yeah, he, dismantles he one him. Strikes so him one strikes him for the most part, and then at the end, that the only time you see him when Tom just refuses to lay down, he hits him in the back. Yep. Uh, uh, just like right when he's like trying to push up again to get up, but the and music and and it's not ear. just raining; it is fucking pissing rain. Yeah. Oh yeah. It is pissing rain and everyone's it's watching like too so like there's so much drama yeah everyone's the outside in the rain watching this is <laughs> it's, it's crazy good. that scene is so good I, I always love that one there's a couple of scenes yeah. where the the music and, and everything jives again the music is so good like it's just worth worth listening to some of the soundtrack it's so if so that was shot in new zealand those temples would have been sets unless they would have those temples that he's in uh, those beautiful big temples that uh, what ta- what Ken's Ken is in are sets. Yeah, I have to feel like some of it was shot not in New Zealand. Was all yeah, of it, it could shot be. there? It could be. I just know a majority of of it. That'd was be shot. a lot of travel to go from Japan to New Zealand all the time. And uh, it's a pretty big. Movie. There, I, I did notice there's a lot of set work in this. Like I, I, I noticed a little bit more of the sets this time in certain areas, more more so in the beginning, not when he gets to the village, but yeah, the kind of like good. when he gets to Japan and some of the CG uh, we we were gassed by. I I think that was another flaw in this movie. Some of it. a lot a lot of the CG looked really bad. Yeah, you have to be looking for it because otherwise yeah, it's so subtle. 
yeah, it's I wouldn't not, say it's, it's not bad. bad at all. Yeah, I it noticed doesn't it more ruin on, the movie, let's say, but let's say but Titanic. It, I noticed it more than this. Yeah, and Titanic, it looks a lot yeah. like it has similar issues to the Titanic with clipping and stuff. Like when he's getting off that boat, and yeah. you can see the left hand side where the boat and water is supposed to be. You can actually see it turning purple and clipping. Yeah, uh, because it's not. It's not. Uh, well, it's just it's a screen or it's fake or it's not there. Yeah, the but, scene yeah. where the boat's pulling into the harbor at the start, it, th- a lot of that is a painting and uh, stuff. So it, it's just, it's interesting. But It's, it's never it's in the battles. It's no. never in the battles or anything like that. They they had tons of extras and the battles look good. It's just almost a, a lot of the establishing the boats coming into Japan or the how big the city is and stuff. It's a lot of that stuff. And so it doesn't really impact your enjoyment of the movie at all. It didn't impact mine. No. I just noticed it this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the, not um, looking for that stuff, though. So, um, after they come back to... I guess it's the midpoint of the movie is when they come back um, from the village into Japan. And, uh, and the ninja attack is one of the best scenes, too. Oh, the ninja attack is so The good. ninja all attack the fight, is okay, let's, awesome. Let's talk about the fight, the fight <laughs> scenes and all that stuff. Because the, the opening battle scene where the, they're attacked in the woods... It's all like yeah. foggy and they just absolutely the get dismantled. Um, but it's all like super gritty and hardcore. And Tom ends up having a semi-believable fight with like four or five guys. They make it also pretty plain too. The first scene you see in the movie is um, uh, after the uh, opening words is um, Katsumoto kind of meditating on the hill and he's dreaming of the white tiger. Um, yeah, and then Tom ends up fighting with the spear that has the white tiger banner on it, and um, and killing like one of the one of their main warriors who turns out to be his brother-in-law. Kills yeah, his, his family member, and he's in the neck. That it. guy, but that guy killed a uh, Zubalan or whatever. He did, Zub- yeah. Zubalan Gato. He killed Gato. Billy. What's his name? Billy. <laughs> Billy he Connolly. Billy. He Billy killed Connolly. Billy Connolly. Yep. Tom got him back. Then Tom gets him back by fucking his wife. Yeah. Double got back. Yeah. Tom Your Wayne. kids well, are calling me dad. Triple. He actually. Well, I mean, he, he he never actually fucks her in the in the middle of the movie or the duration of the movie. No, she, but he goes he back kisses, at the end. I definitely. guess. Yeah. He's not but, going but, back as a monk. But uh, but <laughs> I, I like that they didn't. I like that they didn't show him. They didn't have sex. Uh, you know, like while he was staying there. I like because I think that that I mean, especially for the time and the place and uh, the culture. She, she, he did kiss her, but she quickly pulled away and and continued to do what she was doing, and she clearly wanted to do more. But it's just it's not so much more intimate when she hugs him from behind. Like yeah. that yes. is way better oh, yeah. than any sex yeah. scene or any makeout would have a been. A million the times better. The fact that better. they have that little kiss, right, and then she just holds him from behind. God damn! To me, that's like such a sophisticated decision it, because so I feel was, like a it, lot of people yeah, would totally. It was so intimate. Yeah, the intimacy the whole, of it is so like much that, more powerful. And the yeah. fact that like he, he the, the armor he's wearing has meaning to like everyone in the village and they all accept it when he walks outside. Even Ujio is like, fuck yeah. What this if is he it. comes what over if he and he fixes did that by himself? He was like, no one's been wearing this. So I put it on and everyone's like, oh, she must have said wear that. But then like they leave and she comes out and she's like, where the goddamn is the armor? And they're like, well, what? They, Tom's wearing it. Well, that guy, who's the guy who is the toughest guy in the village? Do we have his name? Ujio? Okay, so he... No, well, Bob's (laughs) tough as fuck, too. But Ujio comes over and, like, 
checks his armor to make sure it's on properly. Um, and then he like pats him and smacks him. He's like, yeah, it's good. So they clearly know someone who knew what the hell they were doing put it on him. His so. helmet, by the way, is fucking awesome. The, yeah. the co- costume um, design what did you say in this? Ujio? Ujio is what John said. Yeah, Ujio. Ujio. Okay, so assuming yeah, that that's correct, cool. that guy's helmet is fucking <laughs> awesome. He's like yeah. got the bull horns on it. Yeah. Yes, I know. And the, the wardrobe in this is just amazing. It's crazy. I mean, oh, yeah. all of the wardrobe, well, see like even nominated. Yeah, even the simp- more more simple stuff, just like their geese are are the clothing they wear every day, and uh, like the stuff that they when the play they're doing the play before the ninja attack, and uh, that that all of that stuff is like so beautiful and feels so real and traditional. And I'd like to know what just the budget for wardrobe was on this for costume. Yeah, what was the? I bet what was the budget on this in two thousand three? Did anyone ever one hundred and forty million dollars to make this movie <laughs> in two thousand three? Yeah, and it brought wow. in four hundred and fifty eight. Well, that's good. It was a huge success. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Do you know this movie did better in Japan than in America? Mm. Really. Mm. You know Apparently, what that yeah. though that that's interesting and makes sense though in a way because it was really honoring the old traditions and the way that they used to live I and hope. stuff. And if you're Japanese, yeah. you would you would appreciate them, um, you know, like honoring your culture or, or the history was, of your culture. If it was accurate, that's all I would say is I hope it is because it if does. it was so popular in Japan, I assume. And I'm these these guys that have done a ton of research. I mean, there's so much research involved in a movie like this. This would be a really tough movie to write because of all of the research you would have to do. But there, that stuff would be so fun, too. You get to read these great books and stuff. So oh. I hate I hate to contradict. I watched a, a historian talk about this movie. Oh, no, and it's like, not. Uh, he started to dog it, but some of the stuff that he was talking about was real anal. Like, oh, okay. they clearly didn't have this gun at this time. Or like what? But he also talked about how, like, at the time in this movie where it's filmed. So they're talking, this movie's supposed to be late 1870s. He's talking about custard. Custer was 1876. Um, they're oh. talking about at that time in history, Japan had already pretty much entirely westernized. Like, so there was there was some inconsistencies, but like I say, it just started to to rub me the wrong way because he was like, to me, the none of that fucking stuff matters. To me, not it's the, the years, story, right? No. It's yeah, the, the years don't really matter. No, there's artistic license there, and the same shit for the yeah. years to me is the same. Like, I don't give a fuck if the musket they were using was the same musket in 18... Oh, they were in 1878, but that musket wasn't invented till uh, late spring 1879. Like, fuck your hat. Let's watch this movie. I don't yeah. care about a lot of that stuff, um, and I think it's fine, but yeah. apparently there was some stuff that's not entirely... Yeah, yeah. Even if, I, even I if the ch- Japanese inundation into the Western stuff was like 10 or 20 years earlier, like like once again the year doesn't matter to me and it probably didn't matter to the Japanese people either because once again it it showed their culture in a such a beautiful way like it makes you yeah. want to go to Japan and just it makes you want to go there yeah I've, I always thought Japan would be one of the coolest places to go I yeah mean, on that's top one of, of the places eating, I really want to go I Tokyo. think that place is beautiful and the people Fucking Tokyo and Osaka and also yeah. are, are two country two uh, cities on the this year's list for Two of the best places in the top ten to live in the world is Osaka, Japan, and Tokyo, Japan. So yeah, I'm not surprised. Cool yeah, that'd be really cool. Nice. Um, yeah, I, like Zwick knows what he's doing. 
The he, fighting he, scenes are still... All the battles are all good. Almost there's, there's, 20 years later, the fighting scenes are some of the best. Yeah. He, yeah. I the, mean, the slow-mo flashback with him where he fights the four or five guys when he's completely stuff. unarmed. It's he has so no cool. weapon. So cool. <laughs> it's all believable how they did it. Yeah. Like, and they, they, they were so happy with how it went that this that they play the same shit you just saw back in slow motion like through tom's eyes showing that he's like understanding concentrating on what had happened it's just it's fucking cool really the choreography cool. That stuff was good because you see him replay it and then yeah. he's like and john was saying as we were watching it he's like there's a guy that he didn't kill and then you see he works through the fucking battle in his head and the guy's behind him and you see him come to the conclusion just as the guy is getting up to fuck with him and he's like he's like there's one left yeah. and then he yeah. gets that guy it was yeah. the it's main otherwise guy. replaying the battle we just seen because even watching it at first i was like this is a little unnecessary <laughs> probably still unnecessary to tell you the truth i um, still love because it that type of device isn't used anywhere else in there like no it is um so it, it is it's used when he fights the battle it's used when he fights the guy that he uh that Ujo. what's his name jo- no, that's yeah. different to me because he's recalling lessons. He's yeah. he's picking up the lessons that he's learned from that guy. That guy strikes like it's this. It's not exactly the same. Afterwards. It's not but exactly it's, the same, but I considered it part and parcel of the same. Like that Tommy was thinking about the moves. Like one thing I always try and, and watch for in these movies is when you when you are mastering a weapon or a fighting style of any kind, it's 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 predictable, right? What's gonna happen? Um, you know, you're trying to gauge your opponent. So is it going to strike with a punch? Is it going to be this kind of punch? And what counter what I use? So if you think of like Bruce Lee, he's got all his moves, right? And so if someone threw this kind of punch, he'd have like a counter, then a counter attack and all that. So what I thought this movie was trying to do was give a nod to the fact that Tom was thinking strategically about his fights. And, and you know, I think that part of that would be playing it back through his head to remember that there's, you know, one guy just kind of slashed hard across the belly, but I better go put this knife in his throat oh fuck he's and standing for, up there and, and for it. me the Ujio <laughs> for me from when he's fighting Ujio and he's getting his ass kicked that kid comes up to him and he says no mind like you, you mind people watching mind this mind that he's like no mind and then when Tom does get a draw with that guy it's when he like focuses and you see him like John said looking at what the moves are going to be and he's so focused on nothing else but what he's got to do and then he does that again and later on so for me they they lay enough breadcrumbs for that to make sense and then like you said when that guy comes after him and he like kicks the sword away and gets him down on his knee and then that guy says what does that guy say to him before he cuts his head off samurai are finished yeah and then he cuts his head off so like it had a punctuation at the end of the slow motion i mean the editing in that was amazing (laughs) it was great this movie should have won an award for least gory beheadings and also his choreography. His head the, stays on until he hits the ground. Yeah, yeah. Cl- cut was so clean. Fight choreography boop, in this boop. is also should gone. be an Oscar category as well. Yeah, there were some crazy stunts in this. We always we were cringing at some of the horse stuff because I don't know if this is before a time when they were doing this kind of stuff with horses. I don't uh, think they do these kinds of stunts where they rip the horse's neck and they go back over. I'm pretty sure they don't do I think that this, anymore. I think this would have been in the time of complete animal welfare i would I know i know braveheart got in a lot of, of trouble a oh, lot of yeah. trouble for the way they treated some horses and stuff they some horses got killed it's probably because uh, mel gibson was calling them racist horse names. calling the shots <laughs> 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 
Uh, we can't even joke about what those racist horse names could be because that would be racist. Um, yeah, I don't want letters from horses. They write terribly. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, so all the battles in this movie, all the way through, even the strategy deployed in the battles wasn't quite a Thermopylae situation that they that they created. They didn't really have a bottleneck that they set it up. They did lure them in and then firebomb them, which was a good tactic. So I don't know why they couldn't have maybe just said, wow, I got something in mind and then go and do it. Um, I think it was just about controlling the battlefield. Yeah, that's fine. That's all good. I, I, I don't even care. And then like Tom's uh, speeches to get um, Katsumoto up off the ground. He's like, oh, we failed. And he's like, fucking let's ride in there and let's make it at our enemy's hands that we die. Just kind of weird, but all right, let's go. Um, no, but I think he knew that in one way or the other, Ken was going to kill himself. So he was like, if, if you're going to die today, let it be by yeah, your enemies, not no, no. yourself. So I think that all works great. It does. Yeah, it absolutely yeah. does. It's it's kind of inspiring <laughs> in a way. It is inspiring. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's great at the end because at the beginning when you see Katsumoto kill the general, uh, general whatever his name is, yeah. Um, and Tom questions him about it at the beginning because the guy's like, well, I, you know, when he's first the prisoner and Tom accuses him, he's like, yeah, well, you, you kill unarmed prisoners like that. Like you behead them. And he's like, it was my honor to do that. Yeah. And then at he the, asked on, him to. At the yeah. end, you see that Tom is doing that. You see, it's like almost like that full change take place. It's really nice. This movie bookends a lot. And this movie is, yeah, does a lot of really smart, um, really smart things like that yeah that's some great dialogue too because he was fulfilling a request and then tom that's had right. to fulfill that same request yeah and yeah, it he was said such you a, have your you have thing. your honor now let me have mine and that tom was like you're right man you get what you want and yeah. and how hard it must have been for tom to do that at the end of the movie like you can see it on his face was it probably just as hard for katsumoto to do it to his friend who he used to fight with like he, yeah it's this it was the same it was um it's a burden not it's not something they were doing out of fun it was a a burden for you to to do this for this person so that they could have their peace or their honor yeah i wonder what the feeling is there i wonder what the emotion is if you're samurai and like one of you guys is like hey cut my head off for me please (laughs) i'd be like i wonder if i'd be stoked because i'd be like hey i get to fucking give this guy a great honor yeah or if i'd be like super bummed out and sad i'd be like man i had to kill fucking colin today that's such a bummer or would i I be like yeah if i had to to kill you guys i think it would be really terrible for me but good for you so that's a great sacrifice i think in this movie is you're gonna be living with that the the knowledge that you did that to that they were they sounded like they were friends he said he fought with Katsumoto. They weren't just like both samurai. They like, they knew each other well. Yeah. Like, fuck. Oh, they do That's say crazy. that too, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Yeah, they fought together for fuck's sakes. That's crazy. He probably trained Katsumoto. Yeah. Yeah, that shit's got to be super hard. Yeah, because yeah. That general older. looks fucking badass. He, he, he didn't does. even fight. The general was like, I ain't even going to fight. And then when we lose this battle, Katsumoto's going to get me and... Maybe they were even yeah, thinking was, layers deep, like that'll change the emperor's mind. So this will be worth it. So like, I've been defeated. That's it. And then honored the to cut off feel about your these head. Guys. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, be careful today, honey. He's like, well, unless I make a mistake, then I gotta fucking kill myself. And and the so kids. We'll see. And the kids in this movie 
like the casting of the kids was so great. They they're both 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 of them are such good little actors and and where their excitement when uh, he's learning the language and stuff and and then the there's a huge turn in the movie where Tom finds out that she who he's living with is the wife of the man he killed and those yeah. are his children and then he changes very quickly in the way that he he acts around them and stuff he he gets very quiet and becomes more uh you know uh, conscious of how he's acting yeah uh, it's it's just so good and then that one boy i mean one of the best scenes for me is when tom cruise uh thinks that that kid's angry that he killed his father but the kid's really upset that Tom Cruise is now who he started to like and see as a father figure is also going to go off and die. And it's not of hatred for Tom, but it's concern of, for his life. Like that's yeah. one of the, my favorite scenes in the movie. When he that asks picture that kid gives him is a, uh, is the symbol for samurai. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love Which um, is a huge the, honor. the scene when um, uh, Tommy apologizes to Taka for, for the husband. That's um, great too. So much says, so no many, problem. I had a great insurance policy. Going to say for your husband. There's so many scenes in this movie too that aren't like conflict usually drives a story, but there's there's so many great scenes in this movie, shockingly well written scenes that aren't conflict between him and her and him and the kids, him and Cosmodo after he uh goes to him and he gives him back the book. There's like no conflict in that scene where he's talking about the cherry blossoms and he's like, when I took this from you, we were enemies. Like there's like, it's just, just great scenes, like great scenes that move the emotion of the story for it without them being forced conflict or we're forcing characters to be angry at one another. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. really quite, it's really quite, it, I learned a lot actually watching this movie again about writing great scenes uh, between characters and and watching them like grow and change through dialogue. What's interesting here too is, and again, I don't know if this is accurate, but um, the the way this movie portrays the the Japanese people um, is that they don't wear their emotions on their sleeve. Like even at the end, when um, Nobutada's been shot and is going to die, and Katsumoto's there, and I don't know. Some of it is really beautiful because you can tell from the look on Katsumoto's face and the and the boy looking at each other that they know they love each other. But just something inside, maybe it's the young Canadian in me was like, just tell him you love your son. Like, oh you my god! Before dying, but he can't. Right? It's it's not it's not their way. So he's like, just got to suck it up, and he'd be like, my son sacrificed for me, and I'm the real deal, and I got to keep moving on, and that's the way it is. I'm the Lord, right? So they, um, they look at each other. There, he says it. No, in that scene. He, they don't he say, say it, I but love they look. You. But they no, look. he doesn't. He doesn't say I love I, I, you. But I know, they man. say they love each other. With I know. Cry eyeballs. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like you can see in their eyes that that's the feeling, and they both know it. So it's not like they don't know. But like I said, I'm. I, I would have just. Uh, uh, I would, as the boy there, I would have liked to hear my dad say it like <laughs> one more time and maybe crack a but little bit doing it. You're right, though. It's yeah. because of the culture and how they they kind of repress right. that that that. That is, but that's so much more powerful. It it's harder they to both do. New, yes. Oh yeah. And oh, then same thing to with do. with Tom Cruise and Taka, right? They can't express their love openly, and you know, even with the kiss and the way that goes through, that's like that's totally forbidden because there'd have to be some kind of permission required for that shit. And uh, anyway, it just it it creates um, you have to overcome what could normally be fleshed out and explain a log. 
um, you have to flesh out in different ways. And this movie just does such a great job. I, I feel something like every scene, it's either beauty or awe or heartbreak or, or like that, that feeling of romance. Like everything with him and Taka is like very slow and natural. And, and, you know, once Tommy learns that what he has done to that family, like he's not like going after her. He, he's like trying to redeem and it's only just so happens that they fall in love. It's subtext in this. There's so much, the subtext is so good in this. Like the scene where, where he is starting to uh, enjoy the dinners with the family and they're all like excited about teaching him their language and, and stuff. And then she immediately goes to, uh, to her, uh, to what's his name, to Ken. Yeah. And she immediately goes to him, Kasumoto, and says, like, you have to get him into my house. Like, I do not want him here. And, like, if <laughs> if you're going to keep him here, then let me kill myself. Like, give me permission <laughs> to kill myself. But it's the re- the subtext is so good there because the reason why she wants him out of the house at that moment is because sh- she's afraid that her feelings are going to be contaminated and she's going to start liking him. And her walls are starting to fall down, and she she feels like she's going to betray her husband if if she lets them come down. And that's all in there, like you can see it, and it's like not spoken. Yeah, it's so fucking it's so well done. Good, like I'm stealing so much. <laughs> I'm stealing everything, man. I'm like I've already been reading this script. Like I'm just going to steal a ton. It's worth it. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Uh, we're rambling maybe a bit at this point. Anybody got any? Uh, <laughs> anybody not like yeah. anything they wanted to mention or something else they absolutely uh, liked? Beyond a reasonable doubt. Speak now or forever hold your peace. I like Bob. Mm. I like Bob a lot. I like the guy that does the judo and fights five guys. I like Nobutada with his <laughs> skills. Yeah, I like Bob. Bob ends up Bob's even Bob's relationship with Algren's pretty fucking dope. Yeah. He starts off as his guard, not as his guard, but like as as guarding him in yeah. the in Prison the village. Guard, yeah. <laughs> and by the end he actually sacrifices his life to take a bullet for Algren in that final scene. Yeah, Speaking he jumps in front of the gun. As the only spoken yeah. line for Algren's son. Yeah. And then Bob, Bob doesn't oh just God. go down. He cleaves that man. There's another crazy scene where Tommy Boy does an overhand swipe with his sword, cuts through a guy's gun, and then cuts a line down the middle of his face. That was pretty intense. The yeah. thing that's oh. impressive, yeah. this thing that's impressive is like there's so few scenes between him and Bob, and there's so few scenes between him and a lot of the characters. Even him and the woman he's staying with, uh, they end up having very intimate feelings towards each other. There's not a ton of scenes between him and Tanaka. There's not a ton. But like the scene where he says her name, where he's saying all of their names and then she's being quiet and he just looks at her and says Tanaka and then she looks at him and it's just like, boom, it was like a thunderbolt. And she's like, that's not my name. You are Tanaka. We must fight in blood sport. <laughs> <laughs> it's all okay, good. But you could uh, count the scenes between him and Bob on your hand too. Like a lot of the times you're just making fun of Bob. I'm, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, but all that stuff's done. Yeah. I, I'm pretty like the, sure. The work there. I'm pretty sure that the, um, the only time Taka ever asks anything of Algren is when she invites him into the room to put the armor on him. Like... Otherwise, yeah. they they just kind of coexist. Like they don't have big discussions. There's the apology at the fire, but that's that's not driven by her. So the only time she talks to him, I think, t- 
to initiate the conversation is at the end, um, which just goes to put more power behind what a moment that is. That yeah, whole fucking scene was just cleans so powerful. Up his muddy boots. Even the scene where she yeah. explains to him that uh, what, what her, his son, her son's feelings is like, um, it's not about her, but she understands her children. And so they've obviously had conversations when he was away that we didn't see that they really like him and yeah. they don't want him to fight. So like, it's just, there's just so much in there. It's just so much packed in there in that two hours and at two and a half hours. Yeah. It's crazy. This, this movie did not seem too long to me, which is no, so not weird. at all. So weird for a two hour, 30 minute movie. Um, I thought I was going to start to go downhill on it once they came back to Tokyo or to the city, if it is Tokyo, I think it is. But anyway, uh, I thought it was going to go downhill from there and that it was going to start dragging, but it, it just does not. And we get, we get that all grin fight in the street at night, which is, I don't know. I could not even say what my favorite part of this movie is because if I'm going to, if I'm going to start venturing down the road of calling it, I think it a hundred percent holds up and has long been like, I, I was afraid I was going to gush over this movie too much, but I'm not sure you can. It's, it's weird. We've, <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> we've done a lot of epic movies like this and, and there can be so many problems they run into. Like dances with wolves had a lot of fat that could have been trimmed on the front. And some of the, some of the ending stuff maybe could have been accelerated or changed. I don't know. But, uh, this one, I, I honestly can't think it, it's just smart. It's, it's beautiful. It sounds good. It looks good. Um, and it, yeah, it makes you fall in love with, with this version of Japanese culture, which I hope is kind of close to the same thing because when I spent time in New Zealand anyway, it was the, the green rolling hills and the, the, you know, the temperate weather that was just money, money to be there. So then throw in like a village of dedicated people who work to perfect their craft, aren't getting in each other's face and screaming all the time. Just like you, you do your job, you do it well. I don't know. There's something about that. If for a, at least a small period of time, it'd be a great thing for, for folks to, um, to examine. It just seems like I don't have PTSD from war, but um, I certainly f- would find a place like that completely relaxing for a medium period of time, at least. So I think this movie holds up. Fucking Tom Cruise is a beast. Ken Watanabe is awesome. Everybody good. The kids are good. I don't hate the kids in this. Like normally you hate kids in movies. Not, not this one is good yeah uh, i mean i'll just be really brief and i'll just say it holds up i mean i'll watch this movie again soon anytime like, that's how good it is i anytime. like i just watched it like we watched it on three days ago two days ago and i'll i'll watch this again probably in the next few weeks it's that good it's just it's just solid it's a solid movie this is there's very little to not like here yeah yeah i almost watched it today again <laughs> exactly it gets me forgot how good it was it gets me just forgot how that's the thing is I'm, I'm I historically was never a one for these big long epic dramas um, but I find the more that I study cinema and the more that I like really pay attention to what's going on in these things this movie has a lot to appreciate sorry Colin were you done oh yeah I was finished <laughs> yeah I, it holds up I don't know yeah. what else <laughs> I just don't know what else I could say. It's just yeah, solid. I still wanted to make sure I wasn't cutting off a point of yours. Yeah. Because um, I'll fucking soliloquy here for 20 minutes. <laughs> um, this movie is so incredibly well done the way that the theme is continuously sewn throughout in a number of different ways. Like the new versus the old. Like, like tradition versus change. Do you know what I mean? Like all of this stuff 
is ingrained in a number of different ways in a number of different relationships and characters and there's representation of these things over and over again but you never felt fucking walloped over the head with them it's never feels obtuse and it never feels forceful like when you look back at the end of it you can say oh i saw all of these things but the thing is, is that while you're watching it, you're just really appreciating the story, but you're really absorbing more than you're given credit for. And I think that's really tactfully done. Um, there's an elegance to that. That is, uh, I think it's a big part of what makes this movie, what I would consider to be like a, a I'm hesitant to say masterpiece, but it's a fucking excellent. <laughs> it's, movie. it's just, oh, it's, I know it's funny that you're hesitant to say that, but like, Music, set design, wardrobe, acting, writing. Yeah, what action, keeps this from like being a masterpiece what? compared to some I don't other know. Movies? I know it seems silly to call this a masterpiece, but at the same time, why why what's stopping us from I, calling it that? I, I will know. say that there is something that's stopping me from saying a masterpiece. It's not something super tangible that I could put my finger on, but I do feel like at it's the end of this movie, there's a different feeling. Maybe it is. Maybe it is some of that cliche stuff, some of that stuff that we've seen before. Um, maybe it's that. I, I honestly can't say, but I do feel that there's an element that I can't put my finger on that could have been improved or removed or added. Like I say, I can't put my finger on it, so I don't <laughs> I know where the fucking that. thing is or not. But there's something, there's something stopping this from being a masterpiece, but it's, it's as close as you could probably be like, and maybe it is if I can't even fucking come to that conclusion, like what the fuck could it be? Right. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I mean, is it because it was Tom Cruise and it was a big budget and it was Edward Zawick? I don't Zawick think so because Cruise is one of the reasons why it works. Yeah. And Watanabe, I mean, that guy, I'll fuck, I hate fucking Inception, but I love Watanabe in it. Yeah. It's, I'll watch him in anything. Me too. Um, He's an amazing actor. He, he, I think this movie introduced me to him. I don't think I had ever seen him before this, and and I've been well, following him ever Ogio? since. Is it Ogio, John? Ugio. Ugio. Ugio apparently is a fucking superstar in Japanese cinema, and apparently he's been in some other stuff. He too. was in like, Wolverine. Oh, one of the, he was as a yeah, yeah, sword right. fighting guy. He was in something else recently too. Yeah. There's some heavy hitters in this movie. I, like but it's obviously not the acting. Plays, it's obviously not the music. It's obviously not the directing. Yeah, the woman who plays Maybe Tanaka too is. There's something so pure and beautiful and amazing about the woman who plays Tanaka, the actress. Like she is, she's like elegant, elegant and stunning and like breathtaking. Like you, you just watch her in her scenes, and it has. It's nothing. It's not sexual or anything like that. It's just. There's something, I mean, they just, there's something so pure about her and, and, uh, mm -hmm. you, you connect with it, you know, she's really good. Yeah. I, f I find everyone good. I in think this. the only person I thought kind of stuck out a little bit, like a, a sore the thumb Emperor. and no, no, I thought he was okay. It was the guy who was the, uh, the guy who, um, the, the bi biographer or whatever. Yeah. yeah he's oh, fine. Simon Graham. He he just he's a I know he I, I don't know he's fine it's not nothing I don't he, what did you guys think of him I like him yeah. and I like that they give that little dialogue piece in the beginning where he says like I can't keep my mouth shut I'm ba I'm like he's basically kind of a fucking discontent right Yep so he's like ends up here doing this and then the first chance he gets to fucking go to that 
to the enemy's village essentially is he fucking goes yeah yeah i guess like, he's fine yeah he also he's a bit helps, of an he helps that break guy. out katsumoto um yeah. By, yeah. by i think saying his tom cruise is the president <laughs> i think his, yeah, yeah i think his too. character says i think his character is supposed to be somewhat annoying and and yeah, weird yeah and so maybe that he's just serving his character i, I do end up liking him in the end he's a and writer I don't like isn't him. that true of most of them yeah, I yeah, suppose. he seems fake actually. When we first meet him, he's like he doesn't know what to expect. He seems kind of fake, but by the end, when you see him being genuine and like when when Algren gives him his his journals and says maybe this will help with your research, and he's like it's it's been an, an honor, like he means it. And so I think yeah. so too. But he by is, the yeah, end, I, I buy. It. And then like, I just um from the voiceover he does at the start, and then again at the end. Um, you can tell he has just a lot of respect for for what has happened, especially for all. To bookend again, like Brent yeah. said, he, they bookend it with his his voice. Yeah, and he kind of writes because he wouldn't know. Like as far as he would have known after after Algren left that palace, like who knows where he would have ended up. And he he says in his in his book anyway that he he hopes he finds some measure of peace. And then we get the little wink behind the scenes that yeah he fucking he went back, he went back to be with yeah, that lady. And they and would have, and the did. village What's would have the been option be, for him. There's no, no option really no for option. Tom. No, he'd never be going. The back village to would have embraced him too. The village would have embraced him. Like they, oh, yeah. they all. Well, he would have I been mean, the only dude become, left. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he it's would have become like women. the. Uh, He's got a lot of fucking. Yeah, to that's make up true. For <laughs> no wonder he went and back. Yeah, <laughs> he talk he of this time for us <laughs> the fact that he stills the fact that he's still upright and can walk because throughout this movie. We see other battle scars, but he also gets stabbed twice in the first battle between uh, the samurai. He gets stabbed with like spears. He gets shot. Then he two gets or healed. Three times he in gets the final. healed by that. He gets shot at least three times in the final by the Gatlin gun. He doesn't get shot by a musket. No. <laughs> he gets shot by the Gatlin gun. Yeah. So the fact that he didn't die of his wounds is uh, maybe a little bit surprising or silly, but he, he it was still worked. The way. It, they play it's it fine. well. You know what? It's fine. Works. When he was kneeling in front of the emperor with the sword raised, I'm like, you got two bullets in your shoulder there, bud. You ain't raising Yeah, nothing. yeah, I heard that was Because he was funny. limping. He could limp. That was okay. But the arm wounds, nah, it's a flesh wound. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> if, if you look for a little shit like that, I'm sure you could find it. Uh, I don't know you enough You can nitpick about, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I don't know enough about the weapons of this time period. I do know they were firing cannons at a very flat trajectory. And those cannons, like, they're just iron or, or metal or, or um, lead balls, right? So they would likely not just be hitting the ground and exploding straight up. They would be many of those would be like bouncing and causing a lot of really fucking crazy bad I was damage. more worried about the Gatling gun yeah. bullets going through his arms or his shoulders or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That cannon those would be big holes. You see really well in, is it Glory or is it the Patriot? The Patriot does an actual The Patriot job shows of the cannonballs. Yeah, yeah the cannonballs the only bounce time. in that one, I think, yeah. quite well. That's the only time I've ever seen someone do the cannonballs that way. And I, I never even had thought about that until I saw that in that movie. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's yeah, what they would too. do. They're not going to stop. No. I, I was like, that makes sense. Yeah. Some guys get though. leg gets taken out by it. I think his yeah, his I whole leg right. gets yeah. like ripped off, and as it's flying, bounces and flying by. Yeah, Jesus. craziness. All right, well, uh, we've we've gushed. We're done gushing. Turn off the taps. 
this is great. Last Samurai definitely holds up across the board. This is like a watch it whenever you see it on kind of thing. You could, you could, if yeah. you've seen this movie, you could come into it at any time and you'd instantly just be sucked in. Hypnotized, yeah. Hypnotized. It's great. It's great. Okay. Um, thanks a lot for checking us out, folks. What are we coming up with in the future? I guess uh, we I wanted to decisions. do, I wanted to do Wall Street if Wall you guys Street. were into it. Because I, I watched Wall Street the other day, and after we watched the the Trading Places movie, I was like, oh, my God, this is like really goes into depth on the stock market and how it works and stuff. And I, I was super interested. And, but I didn't know how to feel at the end of the movie. I wasn't sure. There was a lot of problems as well. So I thought maybe we could do that one if you guys were down for it. Yeah, we're getting a thumbs up. All right, Wall Street. It's going to be the original, not part two. Oliver Stone. Yeah, Oliver Stone Wall again. Street. I'm actually... I'm I'm uh, healthily concerned that I might not be an Oliver Stone fan whatsoever. The two father story again. Oh, for then Oliver Stone. let's show it and then <laughs> tell it. That's awesome. Uh, all right, so you're gonna get uh, Wall Street next. Check out that one, Michael Douglas and uh, Charlie Sheen, right around the time of Platoon. This is the start of the cocaine. Okay, well that'll be fun to do and fun to see. Uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, Sunday at noon, we're going to drop that one. Thanks for listening, everybody. And as always, enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.